When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is the Eurotrip. When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. This is Melfest Monday. We need the Melody Festival here in Sweden and everybody loves it and everybody who doesn't love it, they love to hate it. It's a real show that, that makes people happy. Basically overnight, I just had a career in music. So Melody Festival and made that possible for me. So Melody Festival means a lot to me and I'm, and I'm very grateful for being able to be part of it once again. Melody Festival has naturally become such a huge thing here. You know, it's it's like it's totally dominating Sweden in so many ways. It's like a gathering that you have at this time of the year where you meet up with your family and your friends and you watch the Melfest and you're eating dinner, voting, and it's it's more than just a show, I think, for us here. It's a, it's a tradition. We have like Christmas, we have a Midsummer, and we have Melody Festival.
listening to Melfest Monday, a podcast from the Eurotrip. So hello and welcome to our brand new podcast. This is Melfest Monday. That's absolutely right. You may recognise our voices from the Eurotrip that drops every single Wednesday. My name is James and I'm joined as ever by Rob. But this brand new podcast on a Monday will focus exclusively on Melody Festival. That's right. We have got plenty to look forward to and for you to look forward to over the next seven weeks. We're going to be here every single Monday with special guests, with some of the participants taking part in this year's contest and also some of the songwriters who are involved as well. Uh, As I say, we're going to be joined by a special guest every single week and we are very lucky for episode number one to be joined by Toby Eck. Hi! Now, Toby, just tell us about your involvement in Melody Festival and who you work for and what sort of insight you can give us this week. I'm a journalist. I work for Swedish uh, daily Aftonbladet and I've covered Melody Festival for this will be my 16th year. Coming up Saturday, it will be my 90th, 90th Melody Festival broadcast. So so I'm uh, I'm a big fan of the contest, but I'm also very interested in reporting on it news-wise uh, and I'm looking forward to see what I can help you out with to, today as well. Uh, you tell me what you want to know and I'll see if I've got any 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 answers for you. Well as you can hear there everybody listening we can't we haven't got anyone better who could have joined us for the very first episode of Malfest Monday. Uh, we've got all that and more still to come and also James we will be debuting the Malfest Monday Hall of Fame. Indeed. You'll have to wait and see what all that is about. Of course, Melody Festival have their own Hall of Fame, but we, here on Mel's Fest Monday, have got our own as well. So stay tuned to find out what all that is about. All that and more still to come. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. So that's right. You are listening to Melfest Monday. It is our very first episode. We'll be here for the next seven weeks. Uh, we're going to focus all about semi-final one in a little bit later on. But of course, we're joined by Toby Eck. We've just heard from him there. Um, so let's get an idea about just how big Melody Festival is in Sweden. Of course, Toby, you've worked on this show for a countless number of years. But give us an idea of just how big the show is in Sweden itself. Well, this is the biggest TV show there is in Sweden. Uh, there, there are no other, no other TV shows comes close to as big as Melody Festival is. Uh, Melfest can reach uh, around three to four million viewers each Saturday. And remember that Sweden is 10 million inhabitants. Uh, so it is huge. This is something that everybody watches, even though... Quite a few pretend that they they don't watch it, but you know that they have because this is what people talk about uh, through these weeks. And one of the reasons why it's so big is also because this is February. February is the most boring month of the year. It's dark, it's wet, it's cold. People stay indoors. Uh, so so this is kind of uh, this show brings a little bit of the glitter and glamour and and light and fun into people's lives. And that is why Malfest has grown to be uh, this huge success. You've already mentioned how big Melody Festival is for artists in Sweden. 2021, you know, we'll talk about the se- the first semi-final that we're going to see this Saturday a little bit later on in, in the episode. But if we can just talk about some of the names who are involved this year, you know, you you must have been taken aback when you were 
doing your work and finding out some of the names who were actually going to be involved this time around. Absolutely. And, and this is what COVID has, has done. Uh, basically, uh, so many artists have really wanted to participate this year uh, because this is, this is their chance to, to actually leave 2020 behind and, and, and just kickstart their careers again, hopefully. I am so excited for the competition this year because you have the combination of 28 great acts where so many of them are returning artists or um, well-known established artists that are now participating in Melfest together with uh, nine hosts uh, out of whom several of them have competed and done very, very well for themselves in Melfest. Uh, and this is going to be, it's going to be huge. And, and how people are talking about it this year, normally, um, because Melfest is huge, but it's also kind of a little bit, a little bit like the Eurovision in the UK, where uh, you watch it, but you're kind of like, oh, well, you know, I don't really like it, but I'm watching it. This year, I've heard from so many people that are really looking forward to the show coming on and, and people who normally would say, yeah, sure, I will probably watch it if I don't have other plans. Now th these guys are, are sorting out parties and they're looking, well, well, COVID safe parties, but they, they are, they are looking, looking forward to it because um, in Sweden right now, restaurants that serve alcohol, they have to close at eight, eight o'clock in the evening. Uh, and you're not allowed to be more than four people around a table at a restaurant and stuff like that. This meaning that, that when the show starts at eight o'clock Saturday night, people won't have anything else to do. This is the only thing that you can do. And, and you can, you, you know, you, you can have a, a Zoom party with your friends and watch Melfest together and have a few drinks and have fun. And uh, I've heard so many people that that is what they're planning on doing the next coming six Saturdays. Now, Toby, I know you joined us on the Eurotrip uh, back in 2020 to talk about the artists when they were announced. There's some names in there that I think we were expecting to see back. Of course, the Mamas who want redemption, I guess you would say, for um, not being able to take part in 2020. Which of these names uh, throughout the next four weeks in the semi-finals jumped out to you as a bit of a surprise for taking part? I was, I was absolutely shell-shocked that Danny Saucedo is returning. Um, um the first time I heard the rumor, uh, I was like, nah, no, 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 that's not, that's not going to happen. No. Uh, and then the rumor started uh, appearing and reappearing and reappearing. And, and then I got it confirmed that, yes, he is actually in it. And the reason why, why this was such a surprise for me is because he's been uh, selling out his, uh, his, his shows. Uh, he's had a, a several hits since his last participation in, in Melfest. And he also, he also left Melfest on a bit of a sour note after uh, his success with, uh, with Amazing. He, but he ended up uh, as a runner-up uh, after Euphoria. Uh, Danny was, uh, his opinion was that he should have won uh, instead of Euphoria because his song was much more of a Eurovision winner. And we all know that Euro, uh, Euphoria um, ended up being the most successful Eurovision winner of all times, uh, more or less. So, so he's been kind of fed up with the competition. Eric Sade, who's also returning, um, that was much, much more expected, but still it's a very fun and exciting name. And other returning artists, I, I was surprised 
to hear that Charlotte Pirelli is returning again because last time she ended up last in her competition, even though she's a two, uh, two-time Melfest winner and a Eurovision winner as well. On the um, on the side of of artists who hasn't uh, appeared in Melfest pre- uh, previously, we've got two rock acts who have established careers. Uh, it's Lee La Sister, which means kid sister. Uh, and no, there are no women in that band. Uh, and there is uh, the group Moustache, Mustache, uh, where the singer has participated in Melfest before, but the band as a whole hasn't. Within their, their genre, within the rock genre, they are really, really big. And it's rather surprising that uh, they wanted to appear in Melfest. Now, we are going to talk about semi-final one specifically in just a little while. But first, let's hear from Sana Nielsen. Now, she, of course, has taken part in Melody Festival in seven times. It was on her seventh entry that she finally got the Swedish ticket to represent them in Copenhagen, of course, in 2014. You'll be able to hear my full interview with her in Wednesday's edition of the Eurotrip podcast. But I asked just how special Melody Festival is to her. Just before the interview started, we, we mentioned how dark it is now. I mean, liter- literally, it's very dark. I mean, it's it's gotten dark at uh, two o'clock uh, here uh, in the afternoon. And uh, I mean, we need the light and we need some some glam. <laughs> and we need the Melody Festival and here in Sweden. And everybody loves it. And everybody who doesn't love it, they love to hate it. So, uh, uh, so it's a it's it's a real show that that makes people happy actually, and and we have something to talk about and we have something to do every weekend. What so. what is it about the competition that that makes people keep coming back and back and back? Because it's not just, for example, presumably a lot of of the reasons that you kept coming back were because you wanted to win and you wanted to win. But what is it about the competition yeah. that means that people just keep coming back and back, and it isn't you know, one failure and I'm done. No, no, exactly. But I, I mean, I can only speak for myself because I I, I participated there seven times uh, and uh, it wasn't actually about, oh, I need to go back because I want to win. That wasn't my main goal with the Melody Festival. And it, it, it has never been that. And maybe that sounds crazy, but it, 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 it wasn't my dream. I mean, I when I did get to win I was I was so happy and I was very shocked as well and I was like oh my gosh this is such a fairy tale of <laughs> seven times in the seventh entry I get to win it was it was beautiful but but I wanted to come back because I, I really um, enjoyed uh, the whole circus uh, to be in, to take part of this uh, huge party um, and it's I mean it it, it um it is a show that everybody who watches it, I mean, everybody who loves the Melody Festival and or the Eurovision, they, they love it because it's, it's uniting, uh, you know, uh, it unites people and everybody just want to feel some joy. For all the latest Melfest news, head to Eurovoir.com. So that was Sanna Nielsen there. Don't forget you can hear her full conversation she had with Rob on Wednesday's episode of the Eurotrip. Uh, we'll hear a bit more from Tobiak a little bit later on as well, looking ahead to the first semi-final of Melody Festival. But now, Rob, it's time for something new. Absolutely it is. And we mentioned it earlier on, every single year, Melody Festival, and they have their own Hall of Fame. But this year, here on Melfest Monday, we're going to have our own Hall of Fame. 
Now, every week we are going to induct a new member and we're going to give you a different category every single week. I'm going to come up with a nomination. James is going to come up with a nomination. And then you are going to have the chance to vote for it on social media. And then next week, we can tell you our first inductee. So, there, blimey, that was sounded like a lot of rules and regulations, didn't it, already? <laughs> uh, our first category, because, of course, James, it is week one, is... Best debutante. So, both Rob and I have decided to come up with our favourite debutantes of all time. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it, Rob? Our favourite debutantes in Melody Festival, and obviously, with this yes. being our first Monday. Yeah. Indeed. So I've got one. Rob's got one. Um, ladies first, Rob. Thank you very much. Uh, really appreciated that. Uh, I don't mind. I, I look lovely in a dress. I've, I've worn. <laughs> I've, I have worn many a dress before. I have seen a photograph of you in a dress. I think, or maybe it was a dream. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Anyway, you're either inducted. or, either or, probably probably not for the podcast, is it? Uh, yes, my uh, inductee or my nominee rather for uh, week one of the uh, Malfest Monday Hall of Fame best debut is, and I appreciate this is a very mainstream answer, is Mons Zaumalau and his debut. I, by the way, I think I say his surname differently every single time I say his name. So just, we'll call yeah, him Mons from here on in. We should have asked Toby to pronounce it for us because I'm sure he would have done a better job. We really, really should have done. Yeah, maybe maybe next time he's on. Hopefully he'll be on uh, later on in the series. But my nominee is Mons and his Melody Festival and debut, which, and this is terrifying, was 14 years ago in Melody Festival in 2007 when he entered with the song Caramia. song eventually finished third in the Melody Festival and Grand Final that year. It was number one in the Swedish singles chart for four weeks. And I think it is a bit of a banger. So that is why it's my first nominee. Of course, the first of many excellent entries from Mons in Melfest. So there you go. You've got one to choose from at home, if you like the sound of that. But wait, because I've got a, a nomination as well. Uh, my nomination is fairly recent, uh, 2019, in fact, also the same year that both Rob, you and I, separately, of course, went to Melody Festival. Am I right in saying for the first time for both of us? First time for both of us. I was just telling you off there that I almost missed the Melody Festival and uh, final of 2019, uh, thanks to some haphazard service in a burger restaurant in the shopping centre next to the arena. Honestly, we thought we'd pop in, we'd have a burger. That won't take very long, will it? Who knew how wrong you could be? About an hour and a half later, uh, we thought inhale this and dash for the arena uh they just started closing the bar which was also very stressful when we got there anyway instead of your tumultuous tales of uh stockholm 2019 can i tell you about my nomination you can i was just trying to put you off and trying to yeah. make more people vote for me than you but yeah go on i shall get on with things we're running out of time my nomination is malu pritz with i do me Now, Rob, you've got to agree with me, as you are dancing on the Zoom call in front of me, very distracting, that that is a fantastic song. She did a fantastic performance, and I think she was only 15 or 16 at the time. So absolutely blown out of the water there, but uh, finished in last place in the grand final eventually. 
I'm trying to get the sympathy vote here. You know, the people at home on Twitter are going to have to vote for this. So, you know, Malu finished last. Give us some redemption. So, who knows who will be the winner of our very first week here on the Hall of Fame. Well, you do, actually, because it's up to you listening at home to vote. Uh, you can head over to social media, uh, at your trip Podcast, of course. Uh, there's going to be a Twitter poll on there. And it's up to you to decide the winner, and we will reveal our first inductee on next week's Melfest Monday. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. So this is Melfest Monday, the very first episode as well. And it's the part of the show where we're going to be speaking to somebody involved in the upcoming semi-final on Saturday. Uh, Over the next few weeks, we'll be speaking to some of the artists who are going to be taking part. And some of the names that we've got are massive. So stay tuned for those over the next few weeks or so. Uh, But today we're going to be speaking to Andreas Stone Johansson. Now, he may well be a name you are unfamiliar with. However, he is a massive songwriter and has written some of the biggest Eurovision hits that you will know about, such as Too Late for Love by John Lundvik back in 2019. Uh, But he has written a song in this upcoming semi-final. He's written for Natalie Breedolf. The song is called Fingerprints. And as always, when you speak to a Swede, when you're talking about Melody Festival, and you've got to ask the question, just how big is Melfest in Sweden? As most people know, Sweden is so extremely successful with music export, especially Swedish songwriters the last 40, 50 years. But what people don't realize is that the international music scene in Sweden is not as big as one would believe, considering the amount of success Sweden has abroad. So and and, which is totally understandable because it's such a small country and you can only have a certain amount of artists and stuff, you know, and so Melody Festival has naturally become such a huge thing here you know it's it's like it's totally dominating sweden in so many ways and um, maybe maybe not for a few underground scenes but in in the general pop scene it's basically it's the highlight of the year and everything that melody festival does becomes the highlight of the year and those songs get played crazy much on radio and etc so being Swedish and having a song in Melody Festival and is something that, for example, my parents and my close friends and and and, and people you meet on, on on when you're just out walking, you know, it's for them, it's so much bigger than if you maybe if you've told them like, hey, I, I got a number one in Japan. Oh, yeah, good for you, <laughs> you know, because it's something they can relate to and it's something that they, that they feel is uh, is a part of their culture, almost like a little patronism if if I could call it that yeah absolutely now I could sit here and list all of the artists and the songs you've worked on and worked with that have been in Melody Festival and um, maybe you could tell us some of your highlights but when was it that you first had a song in Melody Festival I think it was uh, I'm not fully sure but I think it was maybe six or seven years ago because I never focused on it when I was younger um I don't know why, actually. I, I mean, I've been writing songs since forever and uh, I've always been singing and playing the piano and kind of naturally, like 15 years ago, I started to be very successful in Asia and I just kept doing that. And then uh, because of some of the people I know and some of the labels I know, I, they kind of told me like, maybe you should try out Melody Festival in two and submit a few songs. And then when I had my first song in, I think it was six or seven years ago with um, Marie Bergman and Sanne Salomonsson, a song called uh, Nonetheless. Uh, 
then I realized realized how much fun it was and uh, what a crazy journey it is and just beautiful people and yeah it, it's really fun so since then of course it's it's become more a priority for me and uh, something I invest more time with trying to get songs in in, in Eurovision in general actually so and 2019 must have been the big year for you because well you tell us remind us who was it you wrote a song for in 2019 uh we i wrote a song for jon lundvik uh, which uh actually won in sweden which is so it was <laughs> it was super fun and and uh what was really fun about that is that john is also a very close friend of mine and, and anders is too and it was just the three of us writing it and producing it and it felt very personal since I did it with two very close friends. It was a blast. <laughs> I'm sure it was. Now, 2021, here we are, where we are about a week away from the first semi-final and you've got a song in this coming semi-final. It's called Fingerprints. Give us an idea about the song you've got in the semi-final. It's a song, uh, it's very, uh, it means a lot to me. And I would say that it's a very profound song. It's very heartfelt. I really hope that people can um, relate to it because I don't know how to put this so it makes sense, but a lot of the times when music, music can be a little too intimidating. It can be too close or it can be too personal or it can address too many emotions. And uh, I think there's a certain point that you walk away from a song being commercial, if that makes any sense. Because, you know, stuff that is... Uh, not as easy to and not as accessible can sometimes frighten people i think so i i would say that it might be a song that would crave more than one listen but i really hope that people have an open mind and uh, allow themselves to be touched and moved because i i think it, it has that potential and it's a it's a very big song with a very big orchestra, and uh, it's based with grand piano and vocals. And um, I'm I'm super proud of it actually. When did you begin writing this song? Did you start yourself? Did you know who the artist was going to be when you started to write it? Give us an idea of how that sort of comes together. The song was written on a on a co-writing camp, and uh, I was put together with. Uh, uh, a few people and, and uh, Laurel Barker is one of them, which is also a very close friend of mine. And there was also uh, Etta Selmani and uh, Anna Clara Fulain. So uh, at the time, it was with two people I didn't know. And one, one person I was uh, close friends with, with, which is also uh, a weird collaboration. But we... Uh, at that moment, we didn't exactly know where the song would land. We just wanted to write songs for uh, Melody Festival. And, and, and I remember that uh, Robert Skowonski, which is one of the A&Rs at Warner Music, he wanted like a really heartfelt uh, piano and orchestra driven song. And uh, basically, you know, just a tearjerker is something I'm just try, try to be as emotional as you can. So, and it's always very hard as a songwriter to do that because you have to put so much of yourself into a song and it's very, uh, it's very, uh, what would be the best word? It's very draining, both in a good way and a bad way, you know? Do you remember what happened when um, Natalie came on board and she heard the song for the first time? 
Yes, I mean, it's also, uh, as I said, with songs like that, you know, when they become this personal, you're always like, oh, is someone else going to sing it now? Oh, will they get it? You know, maybe they'll ruin it. And oh, I don't know, <laughs> you know. And, and Natalie is such a great artist and she has so much charisma and character. And uh, I was totally blown away, actually. And she she just gave the song exactly what the song needed. And I just feel her energy towards it was perfect. And I really can't wait to see her perform it. I, I think I think she's perfect for it. And what are your hopes then for her in the semi-final? You say that you hope that people will listen to it more than once. Does that mean yeah. you've got hopes that it'll get to at least the second chance round or the grand final? What are your hopes for the song? I really, really hope it, it will make it through, either to the finals, of course, but I think Anna Hansen would be really good for the song. It would be a, a natural, natural progression uh, and people get like an extra free listening to it. And, but I also know that this is such a tough competition. This, the starting field is it's crazy tough. There's so many veterans and um, established artists and, you know, there's a few really big artists. So I'm a little scared, of course. <laughs> And where will you be then on, on Saturday? Are you going to be uh, at the arena itself or are you going to be at home like the rest of us watching on TV? Yeah, unfortunately, I, I really wish I could be at the arena, but I don't think they let anyone in, actually. It's um, the strict regulations. So you'll be like the rest of us watching on TV with a bit of food, with some drinks, yeah. enjoying the experience like that. Yeah, and going to be even more nervous. It was the same with Ray Lee. We weren't allowed to be in Norway and... Uh, I sat with my, my partner and uh, uh, admin of my publishing company at, at his home and watched Ray Lee. And it, it was dreadful. It was horrible. It's because you, you can't be there. You can't influence anything. You, you just, you know, <laughs> naked in the rain. <laughs> For all the latest Melfest news, head to eurovoir.com. So that's right. This is Melfest Monday, our very, very first episode. We're going to be here every week for the duration of Melody Festival in 2021. Uh, we've already heard from Toby Eck from Afton Bladet, and he's back with us now to look ahead to Saturday's first semi-final of Melody Festival. And Toby, just talk us through who's taking part. <laughs> you are just trying to cheat now so that you don't have to pronounce their names. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, the, the, the first semi-final, we have Cadiato with the song One Touch, Lilla Sister with Pretender, Jessica Andersson with Horizon, Paul Ray with The Missing Piece, Arvingarna with the song Tänker Inte Alls Gå Hem, Natalie Brydolf with the song Fingerprints, and ending with Daniel Saucedo with the song Dandy Dansa. And I think that this... At least when you when you look at it uh, just name-wise, before having heard any of the songs, I would say that this is the toughest of the four semifinals. You have Dani Saucedo, who people are expecting to, to come with a, a real success. You have Arvingana, um, the, the dance band who's participated several times uh, before that had a huge hit with their I Do uh, when they competed 2019, and they have a huge following in Sweden. Uh, you have Jessica Andersson, who's, who's uh, a returning artist who's won Melfest in the group uh, Fame, but, but also competed several times before. And the last time she's competed, she's made it straight to, to the final. And you also have Lilla Sister, a rock act, and rock normally does well in Melfest. Uh, Cadiato, who was a, 
uh, an idol runner-up and people are she hasn't made uh, a lot of uh, of uh, uh, impact after that but but she is a, a great singer and, and a cool artist and and with that uh, you have things well you you uh, i think she will surprise people and then on top of that you have poor ray who, who got a hit last year uh, who to, who went to the final via the second chance contest and natalie bridolf also from idol um, not really sure what she's going to do uh, or how she will do but this is there are so many acts that name wise should go straight to the final and we know that only two songs can do that so i have no idea how this is going to be which of these then do you think uh, you, you've well to be fair you've just said you don't know who they're going to be but is it more difficult for the debutants for the people who haven't been to melfest before to really make an impact you've said that all these names are fairly well known but for the likes of natalie who hasn't been there before for kadiati who's not been there before either are they going to struggle they might struggle they need um they, they need to have a performance that uh, that takes people aback that 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 really hits you in the stomach if it's a ballad or or that wows you because it's a huge uh, a huge setting and the song needs to be immediate instant direct uh, and and that is the way they can do it if you have um if you do something that is a little bit more mellow, a little bit more laid back, that will be really, really tough for them. Uh, but I would say, um, just name-wise here, I am worried about Jessica Andersson, uh, who has competed so many times, and she, I'm, I'm a big fan of her Melfest entries. Uh, I love the, the schlager pop genre, uh, but I... I'm concerned that she might get it. It might be tough for her here because Danu is so much of, uh, he, he, he is the favorite. He is the one to beat in this, uh, in the semifinals. So I, I would be so surprised if he wouldn't take that, that first spot to the final. Toby, you are best placed uh, of anyone that we, we could have possibly spoken to. And you are the man who is likely, if you do, to have any sort of insider gossip. So, have you heard anything about any of the songs? You know, what sort of sound we can expect from some of these artists on Saturday? Absolutely. And I think that in Sweden, I don't know about, about your, your uh, listeners, but in Sweden, what everybody wants to know is what will Danis Hausedo do? And uh, as far as I've heard, uh, this is not his, uh, this is not, um, an amazing or or uh, in the club that he has competed with in Melfest before, but rather much, much more close to his Swedish music that has been released after that. Regarding the other songs, um, Cadiato is, and of course, also since she is the show opener, I am expecting that to be a, uh, a also a big show, a pop tune, a, something modern, and she is a really cool artist. So, so I'm I, I am expecting that to be something something in that in, in those lines. Yes, again, the song is supposed to do a, a pop schlager, um, somewhat similar to a party voice that she did previously. Uh, Arvingana will probably be in the same line as they did previously, um, meaning some kind of up-tempo fun song that uh, appeals to a wide audience. Now then, Toby, before you go, uh, I could very easily ask you, who do you think is going to win the semi-final? But that's a bit of a difficult question, given we've not heard the songs properly. So instead, let I me ask you. I will still say Danu Saucedo. He will win this <laughs> out of 
uh, on name on name only he will but there you go but, we'll have you yes. back to find out if you are right but <laughs> let me ask you instead anyway what are you most excited about about the first semi-final of melody festival in this weekend the hostess, Lena Philipsson. Uh, she's competed in Melfa several times. She's also uh, competed in Eurovision once. Uh, but most of all, she is hilarious as, uh, as a hostess. Her humor is so funny. Uh, and sh she will host together with Krista Björkman, uh, the, who, who is the main host this year and who is also one of the, the big brains behind the last 20 years of Melfest. But this will be Lena Philipsson's show. And I can't wait to see what she will be up to because I love her on stage. And she is so witty, so quick, so smart and sassy in... Uh, a little bit of, in a way that people might not always like, but I absolutely love. Toby, thank you so much. It has been so good to have you. As, as we've said many times, you know, there was no one better that could have joined us on the first episode of, of Malfest Monday. And I hope you enjoy Saturday as much as I'm sure the rest of us will. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm very honoured to, to, uh, to be invited. Thank you for having me. This is Malfest Monday. So another big thanks to Tobiak there for joining us on this week's episode as well. A big thanks to uh, Sanna Nielsen, who will, of course, be back with us on Wednesday for the big interview on the Eurotrip itself. And Andrea Stone Johansson as well for joining us to chat about his song in this weekend's semi-final. Yeah, don't forget, you can, of course, watch the very first semi-final of Melody Festivalen on Eurovoir TV. Of course, we will have the, the links on there. So... What better way to spend a Saturday? Because we've had these past Saturdays, of course, with the old uh, Padabomi Nacho or whatever it's called in Lithuania. <laughs> we've had Melody Grand Prix in Norway. And now add to that list Melody Festival and for the next, oh, what is it, six or seven weeks? Fantastic. We've got so much to look forward to. This is where national final season really, really kicks off. So, yeah, as Rob says, you've watched TV on Saturday. You can watch Melody Festival and live over there but for us uh, for the first time this week even it's time to end the episode because of course we will be back on Wednesday with your usual episode of the Eurotrip but in the meantime don't forget to subscribe leave us a review and rate us five stars from me it's goodbye and from me for the first time this week we'll be back on Wednesday don't forget it's goodbye If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.